Thanks for tuning in to the Trauma Plicity Podcast, held every Wednesday with Dr. Amanda Hellman, an author, cognitive release coach, and speaker. Dr. Amanda Hellman has guests that have overcome different areas of trauma and provides hope for the audience. The Trauma Plicity Podcast is sponsored by Cognitive Release Coaching by Dr. Amanda Hellman, helping people release old responses, gain new higher order thinking, and problem-solving skills leading to greater communication, connection, and business results for entrepreneurs and leaders. Join one of the cognitive release packages by emailing Dr. Amanda Hellman at info at DrAmandaHellman.com. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Trauma Plicity Podcast with your host, Dr. Amanda Hellman author, breakthrough coach, and speaker. Traumaplicity is both trauma plus simplicity. And you might say, hmm, doesn't go together, but it does. Trauma, and then we have simplicity, which is simple steps to healing the brain. And yes, trauma can be a process. There can be complexities, but when our brain knows it's one step at a time, one simple step at a time, there's hope and we can, we can move ahead. And when we have guests on, we talk about part of the trauma story and simple ways and strategies that our guests have used, including Melissa, who I'm excited to have on and share her story, but then also the, the tips and then also the encouragement because on here, no matter where you're at, there is hope. And there is ways to continue to take that simple step forward. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're on the Traumaplicity podcast, if you're listening in, or you may be watching live on YouTube or wherever else this is. So certainly would love for you to continue to share your feedback. Tonight's guest is Melissa Rolfs, and she is a certified holistic health and life coach teaching women how to be free and live at peace with food, their bodies, and their lives. She is committed to empowering women to break free from dieting, emotional eating, and self-image issues so they can ditch the diet mentality and feel empowered in their own skin. Melissa loves to teach women how to find freedom and peace with food, their bodies, and their lives. After her own tumultuous tumultuous history with food, withholding, and then later in life binging, she learned how to deal with the core issues around her broken relationships with food. As a result, she felt called to go to school and learn to teach other women how to do the same. She graduated from the Health Coach Institute as a holistic health coach and life coach in 2018 and is the proud owner of Free to Be Coaching. She is a proud Boilermaker alumni living in Arizona with her husband, Chad, and two kiddos. It's so great to have you here, Melissa. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here with you, Amanda. Absolutely. And your story and even your message is really important. And thank you so much for your journey. That'll help other people. And speaking of journeys, I'd love for you to share part of your trauma story that led you where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting because before my journey, I didn't know that the two were related at all. I was diagnosed with PTSD from childhood trauma when our son was about one and our daughter was two and a half. 
and there was a lot going on, not getting enough sleep, being, you know, a young mom and um, our daughter had some undiagnosed food allergies and some sensory challenges. My husband was traveling for work and then I had gotten the diagnosis of the PTSD. And so through therapy and meeting with a naturopath, really learning about the impact that food has on overall health, not just weight. I think we have been taught that food only impacts weight, but it impacts your mood, it impacts your hormones, it impacts so much. And I didn't realize that. So my journey and having that PTSD diagnosis actually are what led me to do what I do today. So that's a brief overview. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's great. So you really touched on some important things of, okay, how, um, like the childhood trauma, which you touched on and even how like that didn't really come out to later and how that impacts our body. Cause people don't realize that either, that even with that, um, those trauma that impacts our hormones and everything else as well. And so you're hit with like these quadruple whammies at times of like undoing things. So I think that's amazing in, in your journey. And so when you were on this journey, Melissa, and I appreciate that overview, what what led you? Cause I know you said, yes, you had that childhood trauma, you know, when your son, but even with the, that diagnosis, like what really shifted you where you're like, Oh, okay. Like this is what I need to undo. Or these are some responses that I have had. And I didn't even realize it when it comes to food or even the thought of food. Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, when I was first diagnosed, I knew that medication was an option. Um, and I did try that route. It didn't work for me. I know that it, it works for some, and I don't believe that once that what works for one works for all, we're all unique and individual, but just for me personally, it didn't work. So that led me to meet with the naturopath and do the testing and realizing that a lot of my vitamins were not in a good place. Cause I was living off of sugar and carbs. I was using that to get that dopamine release in my brain to feel good because I was exhausted. Like I think you know, the trauma obviously had taken a toll on my body. Like you mentioned, I was exhausted from that. I didn't have the tools and resources to work through that at the time. I wasn't getting sleep because of the kids. It was just like the perfect storm, if you will. And so I think that all of that really led me to the holistic healing route and realizing, wow, this is really, really profound and really impactful. And if people knew the power this had on you know, mood and energy and beyond just weight, I think it could be really powerful. I'm not sure that I answered your question though. <laughs> no, you did. You did. I think it was really on you kind of like realizing some of those mindsets or even like what mm -hmm. was happening in the, in your body and even your moods. And I know, you know, that really kind of impacted you. So certainly, you know, I was just curious if there was like a specific thing, even during that CPTSD journey that really made you like, whoa, right. Cause there's like a certain point where even in any type of journey that we're coming out of, we're like, okay, right. Like we can hit bottom like a billion times, but then at some point we finally have that no more, like I'm going to make this change. Um, that can sometimes be really daunting if we don't take that simple approach and no, it's one step at a time, you know, and we can, we can do this. So, um, I think you kind of, you did talk about that. So thank you. Um, go ahead. Do you want my moment? I was an angry mom. Like I did not like how I was showing up and responding to my kids being kids. And it was the trauma was a piece of it, but also the sugar and what I was feeding my body and my blood sugar was affecting my mood. So many pieces to that. But I think to kind of answer like the defining moment, it was the anger that I was showing up with towards my kids. And I didn't want to be that for them. Yeah, that's powerful. So the anger 
and the shift even in that, that, that was like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Um, and then thinking of strategies, so you had the anger, right? Obviously you went through this journey with food and got to yourself today where you help many people along the journey. And so what were three to five simple or practical, or perhaps some might have taken longer strategies that you want to share with the audience who are on this journey? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was to slow down. I think that I got so used to, and I believe this is a trauma response. I got so used to being busy that I never gave myself space or time or permission to feel or think or to even just be. And I just got kind of used to being a human doing rather than a human being. So I think slowing down is really powerful. Mm-hmm. And when you kind of um, look within and maybe ask yourself some questions that can bring some awareness. I think the other thing too, is to replace judgment with curiosity. That's been a really big game changer for me in so many ways. It's so easy to get down on ourselves or not like what we see or how we feel or what we say, but instead of judging it, if we can get curious and say, you know, what's going on here? Why am I showing up this way? Why am I responding this way? Why am I feeling this way? I think that's a really big game changer as well. And then I think the other thing is just to acknowledge that you matter and you're worth taking care of. And I think when we can take care of ourselves and we can make sure we're nourishing our bodies and staying hydrated and getting sleep and meeting our emotional needs, I think we can show up in the world so much differently than when we're depleted and exhausted and living off of sugar and angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's big. And you said, you know, again, giving yourself time to be, it's like one of my mantras, you know, now really big belief, like being instead of doing all the time, giving yourself the time to slow down, giving yourself time to really think about what's going on, you know, figuring out what some of those triggers are, even some of the sugar or even any of the stuff that your body needs. Cause even with rest and sleep and systems, like coming back together and calming with the central nervous system, which is huge for your body. All, and even the anger, all of that stuff has to regulate again, right? There's like big things that happen. So when that all that's, part of what you're talking about, which is that rest and then learning the tools that go with that. So I think those are really helpful tips for the audience. Thank you. Any other thought, anything else you're thinking of perhaps like in in addition, like that comes to mind. I just want people to know that hope and healing are possible. I know that a lot of times when we hear trauma, it doesn't maybe have the prettiest connotation or maybe the the best memory or association or whatnot. But I just want people to know that there is hope and healing regardless of what's happened. And you can can move beyond that. And you're not defined by what happened to you or what you've gone through. It's just a, a part of you that you carry with. And you can use that on your journey and kind of, you know, help others along the way and make your mess your message, if you will. So there's always hope and healing is absolutely possible. Absolutely. That's great. Sure. And that really goes into like one of our, our last things with encouragement, which that you're all, everything you're talking about is encouraging, right? Like getting us forward, but there may be people that have been like on this journey for long years, decades, or people that are sort of coming into like this new thing of saying, yeah, something has to change or some people that have like tried and there's things that like, it just hasn't shifted yet. And they're in this big journey of complex trauma and undoing it. What's some, uh, what are some words of encouragement for those, the people in the audience listening? Keep going, keep going. And I just, you know, every step gets a little bit easier and you find more of who you are and what you need along the way. And I think it's easier to ask for that. 
Um, but I also would encourage people to have a community, have a network, have a support system, know that you are not in this alone. We're not intended to be isolated. And if you can have support and encouragement and community around you, it's just a beautiful, beautiful process. That's so great. So yes, definitely keep going. We're not alone. Having community, being with other people or being able to reach out is important on this journey. And there's so many different things that are happening. So we need each other. Even if we're not going through the same thing or overcoming the same thing, we need each other because that's how we grow. And we can all understand that sometimes we're in pain, sometimes that we're, we're frustrated and we're trying to overcome, everybody's trying to overcome something, <laughs> you know, we're always shifting. We're all always evolving. So whether one of we, one of us is a few steps ahead or other people aren't, we might be ahead in other areas. So in this, in this particular case, Melissa, you're, you know, you have learned some things to help people in your area, which is really that relationship with food, relationship with self and learning how to really shift that thinking. So um, if you're in the audience and that is something that particularly is standing out to you right now and you've heard, Melissa, you've heard her story, her journey, and you're like, okay, um, certainly, you know, all of Melissa's information is available in the podcast information, the YouTube uh, channel, and also my page. So if you have any questions for Melissa, or if you have certain things, I will certainly make sure she gets those once the show is launched, or if you have any comments. And so Melissa, it's been wonderful talking with you. Is there any final things you'd like to share? I want to make sure that I've given you the space to do so. Gosh, I just want people to be encouraged. And I want them to know that they matter, that they're worth taking care of. I think there's this belief in society that if you do something for yourself or you care for yourself, you're selfish. And I will negate that with everything in me, because if you are not taking care of yourself and your cup is not full, you cannot give to those around you. And that comes, whether it's family, whether it's colleagues, whether it's neighbors, whether it's helping people heal, we need to be filled in order to pour out onto others. Yes, I, I would agree. I probably said something similar. We do. We definitely, <laughs> definitely need a full cup to be able to pour out. So those are, those are really good, great words of wisdom. So if you're listening and you're a doer over beer, it takes some time. We can unravel that and you can continue to be in the being uh, first. And so once again, Melissa, it's been wonderful. Certainly, hopefully people will be reaching out if they have questions about anything with nutrition or, or healthy eating or undoing those patterns. It's been a great time on the show. Thank you, Melissa. And for those of you tuning in, know that every week we're here and we're looking at how, ways to find those simple steps. Everyone has our story. How do we overcome one step at a time and know that you're loved, you're matter, and you're valuable at all times, no matter what on this journey. So have a great week and I hope you tune in next week. Thanks again. The Trauma Plicity Podcast is sponsored by Cognitive Release Coaching by Dr. Amanda Hellman. Helping people release old responses, gain new higher order thinking, and problem solving skills, leading to greater communication, connection, and business results for entrepreneurs and leaders. Join one of the Cognitive Release Packages by emailing Dr. Amanda Hellman at info at dramandahellman.com. Thank you for listening to the Trauma Plicity Podcast. Subscribe and share this podcast with those that need to hear stories of overcoming trauma. Tune in next Wednesday.